The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. At that very day, the first day of the week, two of Jesus' disciples were going to a village seven miles from Jerusalem called Emmaus, and they were conversing about all the things that had occurred. And it happened that while they were conversing and debating, Jesus himself drew near and walked with them, but their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing as you walk along? They stopped looking downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, said to him in reply, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know of the things that have taken place there in these days? And he replied to them, What sort of things? They said to him, The things that happened to Jesus the Nazarene, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, how our chief priests and rulers both handed him over to a sentence of death and crucified him. But we were hoping that he would be the one to redeem Israel. And besides all this, it is now the third day since this took place. Some women from our group, however, have astounded us. They were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. They came back and reported that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who announced that he was alive. Then some of those with us went to the tomb and found things just as the women had described, but him they did not see. And he said to them, How foolish you are! How slow of heart to believe all that the prophet spoke! Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them what referred to him in all the scriptures. As he approached the village to which they were going, he gave the impression he was going on farther. But they urged him, stay with us, for it is nearly evening and the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them, and it happened that while he was with them at table, he took bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them. With that their eyes were opened and they recognized him, but he vanished from their sight. Then they said to each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he spoke to us on the way and opened the scriptures to us? So they set out at once and returned to Jerusalem, where they found gathered together the eleven and those with them who were saying, The Lord has truly been raised and has appeared to Simon. Then the two recounted what had taken place on the way and how he was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Around the globe, our human family has had to change plans. Who here has not had to change their plans? And when something like this happens, where do we go? Where's our resource? How do we 
interpret what is happening before us. I could pose another question to you. And it comes from the opening prayer. Most of us by this stage have forgotten what the opening prayer was. But there's a line at the very beginning that says, In renewed youthfulness of spirit. So just hold on to that thought for a moment. A friend of mine, a teacher, on a Zoom meeting with her students, talking about this Sunday's Gospel, asked if her students felt further away from God or closer. And I present that question to you too. Do you feel further away from God during these days or closer? She was amazed how some of the girls said, well, Michelle, I feel like I have more time to pray. Uh, Another one, it's hard. It's hard not seeing my friends. It's hard not being in the classroom and just going to school. So all of these things are happening to each one of us. I can't go to work. I Just a list, a plethora of things that we can no longer do other than go to the supermarket and buy food. So is today's gospel like a sword that goes straight into your heart? And you have to ask, am I further away from God like the two disciples walking away from the resurrection? Or am I like those girls who are saying, no, I have more time to pray, less worried about Facebook and all the mix it messaging with my friends. I'm like, I feel like I'm being, like something's happening to me that's very powerful. In the psalm, which is then also uh, written in the Acts of the Apostles, we hear, you have made known to me the paths of life and you will fill me with the joy in your presence. I mean, as I think through these days and weeks, nearly months now, you can describe this time as a purification, a spring cleaning, a stop and assess. And it's sort of been forced on us. But God never forces anything on us. So be careful not to biblicize what is taking place, but rather put what is happening to us inside the Bible, inside the stories of Jesus, inside the Old Testament, and you will find meaning of through it, in it, because the Bible is the living word of God. It's like the living in the dough. It's it's alive, it's a, it's a living organism. And so I can find that happening to, to us. You know, Father Joshua and I work at NC State. We live here on St. Joseph property and we get to help uh, Monsignor Ingham every now and again and it's always a joy. Uh, but we live in, and breathe and have our being with the students and even to this day we're in contact with them. And so they are also struggling with this. 
the path of life. What is God's path for me? And what I see even during these times and what I often say to them, are you praying? Do you spend time in silence? Do you go to adoration? Are you frequenting confession? Because if you do those things, peace comes to your heart and joy. And the discernment of God's path is a whole lot easier. When you are inside God's most holy will. We don't have to think 10 years down the line. We can think now, am I in God's will? In this very moment that we are living, am I in God's will? Peter says, not with perishable things like silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a spotless, unblemished lamb. Christ is our ideal and our model. He came down from earth not to accumulate things, not to build churches, not to create bureaucracies. Christ came down to teach us how to love. And so maybe therein too, for us as church goers, as disciples of Christ, have I got caught up in the culture of the world in which I live and I find myself working hard accumulating things and that takes a lot of energy and so we discern because I have to do some of those things but I can't do it all the time just being worried about things that are material and the poor often teach us very important lessons so Remember that other gospel passage? You fool. This very night, your life will be demanded of you. There are gospel truths, words from our Lord. And St. Peter walking up to the temple after the resurrection with John at three o'clock in the afternoon. I don't have anything to give you. But what I do have, in the name of Jesus, walk Jesus is the greatest gift that we have been given. So now as we just begin to close this short homily, these words of the gospel and maybe the most important thing I could say to you is spend time today with this gospel in your hands, with these thoughts going through your minds. Where am I and where is Jesus and who moved? Have I moved away from Jesus Or is Jesus moving closer to me? And you do this in prayer and adoration with the the gospel in your hand, praying the rosary. And finding God in the periphery. We are fortunate people who come to St. Joseph's, are fortunate people. But many of our brothers and sisters are not. And so we too have to encounter Jesus in them. You know, if you like to say it on the streets when you go on the streets you and I have encountered Jesus so many times when I was in Los Angeles walking around the streets of Skid Row I encountered Jesus all the time so as a takeaway what change can I make in order to be more in conformity to God's will 
what change can I make in my day, in my week, in my family, in my life, in my business, as a mother, as a father, as a priest, as a monsignor, what changes can I make that will help me encounter Jesus and help me give him away? We present now our petitions to our Heavenly Father for Pope Francis, for all of those close to him working in the Vatican, that their lives will be filled with the Holy Spirit as they make decisions and guide us. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all families, especially those who are struggling, that God will send his Holy Spirit upon them and give them the peace and the strength they need to persevere. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For vocations to the priesthood, religious life, consecrated life, that young men and women around the world, around this country, and from this parish will consider the great gift of following him. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the homeless, the poor, the abandoned, those in hospital, those who are suffering from the coronavirus, that God will strengthen them and the nurses and doctors helping them get through this trial. We pray to the Lord. Lord, And finally, we pray for those intentions we hold in our hearts. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we place these intentions on the altar, knowing that your Son, Jesus, will answer them all according to his will. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.